Welcome to Mountain Grace, the weekly sermon from me, John White, priest at St. Luke's Episcopal Church in Camillus, New York. This week we're talking about salt and light and how it is that Jesus invites us to follow him and make a difference in the world. This is the Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, according to St. Matthew. Jesus said, You are the salt of the earth, but if salt has lost its taste, how can its saltiness be restored? It is no longer good for anything, but is thrown out and trampled underfoot. You are the light of the world. A city built on a hill cannot be hid. No one, after lighting a lamp, puts it under the bushel basket, but on the lampstand, and it gives light to all in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others, so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father in heaven. Do not think that I have come to abolish the law or the prophets. I have come not to abolish, but to fulfill. For truly, I tell you, until heaven and earth pass away, not one letter, not one stroke of a letter, will pass from the law until all is accomplished. Therefore, whoever breaks one of the least of these commandments and teaches others to do the same will be called least in the kingdom of heaven. But whoever does them and teaches them will be called great in the kingdom of heaven. For I tell you, unless your righteousness exceeds that of the scribes and Pharisees, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. The Gospel of the Lord. Please be seated. When I was a little kid, my mom was looking for a house, and we looked at lots of different houses. And now I, I grew up in Indianapolis, and uh, most of the houses we were looking at were sort of in, a, in the midst of a, of a rather bland suburban landscape. But there was one house we looked at that unfortunately we didn't buy that was really cool. Um, and it may not seem as cool to you, but it was a house built before the Civil War. It's this big old brick house. And around here, there's like lots of those. But in Indiana, that's exceedingly rare. And so in the midst of this sort of development that had been built sometime in the 1950s, sat this huge old brick house on an acre of land. And what was really cool about this house is that it belonged 
to Daniel Boone's brother. <laughs> now, you remember Daniel Boone, probably you remember the TV show with Fess Parker, where Daniel Boone was a bit of a sort of stoic, rustic rube, but who was, you know, always upstanding and honest and truthful. Now, the real Daniel Boone was a little bit different than that. He was actually like a state legislature. He was fairly wealthy at one point. He had a lot of land. He was very involved in politics and government. But it's true that in his younger days, Daniel Boone had created a path from the eastern seaboard into the Ohio River Valley for settlers. And in his wake in the first uh, last, sorry, the last few decades of the 18th century, hundreds of thousands of people moved into the Ohio River Valley. Now, Aside from being a great woodsman and uh, sort of a trailblazer, what Daniel Boone particularly was good at was locating sources of salt. Now that might not seem very important to us, right? I mean, we can go down to Wegmans and buy all the salt you could possibly want. But in Daniel Boone's day, as like in Jesus' day, salt was a little harder to come by. It, but it's this sort of important mineral that we all need to stay alive, but more importantly, it was the primary way of preserving foods in the ancient world up until their invention of refrigeration. If you wanted your meat to last more than a day or two after you killed it, you needed to have some kind of salt to preserve it. And we all know about like pickling and things like that. So salt was this important preservative, and Daniel Boone was particularly good at finding it, which meant that people along the way could continue to preserve meat and game that they caught while they made that long trip. Because even though we can drive from here to Chicago in a day, as long as you don't want to stop, for the, our ancestors, that was a month-long journey into the Ohio River Valley. Now, the thing about salt is, aside from Jesus' hyperbolic statement, salt can't lose its saltiness. In fact, sodium chloride is one of the most stable compounds known in nature. There are no natural processes which can break the bond between the sodium and the chloride. You can't break down salt. Salt is always salty. But I think one of the things that Jesus is talking about when he talks about salt losing its saltiness is that when you gather up salt, generally speaking, it's not especially pure. Right? I mean, in Daniel Boone's day and in Jesus' day, the salt that they would have had would have been mixed with lots of impurities. And as we all know, when salt is mixed with water, it dissolves really well and kind of easily filters away. And so we would be left with this, this heap of the impurities, and all the salt would be gone. And so you would have to throw that out. And when we think about how Jesus asks us to be like salt... I think that's really something kind of interesting. Because, as I said, salt can't lose its saltiness. But it can be dissolved away. And so this life of faith thing that Jesus invites us into is sort of like becoming salt. right? That it's something that is vital for life. It's something that, that we can't live without. That our world needs the salt, the faith in God that Jesus invites us into. It is desperate for it. And when it doesn't have enough of it, it suffers. 
At the same time, salt only works when it stays together. If we allow our salt, if we allow our faith to be dissolved and diluted away, the individual atom of salt may, or compound, I guess it's a molecule, of salt may remain but its effectiveness in preservation and in taste and in, in providing for the health of the body is greatly diminished. The only way that salt really works is if it stays together. And I think that our life of faith is the same, that, that it, we only truly make a difference when we stick together, that it's together in faith that we build the kingdom of God. What Jesus invites us into is not a relationship between you and God, but a relationship between us and God. And it's only through our individual commitment to the community of faith, to belonging to God's people, however we express or experience that, that we live into the invitation that Jesus has given us. And so it's great to be someone like a trailblazer like Daniel Boone, alone in the wilderness, finding your way to great things. But it's only in the settlers that follow after him that the community and the nation is built. In the same way, to build our kingdom of God, we need people to lead us. We need people to show us the path. It's only by working together in community, in cooperation, in love for one another that we build the nation, the community of God. Amen.